Welcome to What's Up Wednesday. In these short episodes, I will summarize a recent study or journal article related to obesity management and discuss how to incorporate this latest science into your clinical practice. And of course, I'll be sure to include links to the articles in the show notes. So let's jump in. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are going to be discussing a special feature of the World Obesity Federation's World Obesity Atlas 2023, which was released during World Obesity Week on March 2nd, 2023. And I will, of course, put the link to this entire publication in the show notes. So this publication of the World Obesity Atlas marks the publication of the fifth annual World Obesity Atlas. And each atlas has reported estimates for national obesity prevalence prevalence levels and trends. And each has also focused on a theme. And this year's theme is the economic impact of overweight and obesity and projects how this economic impact will change by 2035. So this report was compiled by the World Obesity Federation, and it presents a series of obesity prevalence projections for, again, that period of 2020 to 2035. So based on this report, it is anticipated that over half of the global population is expected to have a high BMI or a BMI of over 25 kilograms per meter squared or greater by the end of this period, and that one in four people will be living with obesity, uh, defined in this case as a BMI greater than or equal to 30, compared to one in seven people globally today. So a significant increase in the prevalence of obesity is projected. And the estimates for the global levels of overweight and obesity also suggest that over 4 billion people may be affected by 2035 compared to over 2.6 billion in 2020. So this reflects an increase from 38% of the world's population in 2020 to over 50% by 2035. And the prevalence of obesity alone is anticipated to rise from 14% to 24% of the population over the same period, affecting nearly 2 billion adults, children, and adolescents by 2035. So this rising prevalence of obesity is expected to be the steepest and the highest among children and adolescents. Raising from, rising from 10 to 20% of the world's boys during the period of 2020 to 2035, and from 8 to 18% in the, amongst the world's girls. So in all, over 1.5 billion adults and nearly 400 million children will be living with obesity in 12 years' time unless significant action is taken and unless we turn this around. So this report specifically provides new insights into the economic impacts that this will have, um, which are predicted to reduce the global economy by over $4 trillion by 2035. And at nearly 3% of the global GDP, This is on par with the financial impact that the COVID-19 pandemic had in 2020, kind of the height of that COVID-19 pandemic. 
And they report that every single region in the world will see an increase in economic impact by 2035, with the Americas being North America, Central, and South America shouldering the highest costs as a proportion of their GDP. And the financial impact of obesity is rising from $1.96 trillion in 2020 to over $4 trillion in 2035. And when we're looking at the economic impact, this includes both the healthcare costs of treating obesity and its consequences, right? So all the consequences of obesity and the high impact of BMI, of elevated BMI on economic productivity with a high BMI contributing to absenteeism, presenteeism, which is defined as reduced productivity while at work, and premature retirement or death. The economic impact is estimated to reduce the global GDP by 2.4%, rising to 2.9% by 2035. And these are annual economic impacts, which compare to the estimated impact of global uh, of the global impact of COVID-19, which caused the world economy to shrink by 3% of the GDP in 2020 according to the World Bank of 2022. So this report emphasizes the importance of developing comprehensive national action plans to prevent and treat obesity and support people affected by this disease state. And it also acknowledges the impact of climate change, COVID-19 restrictions, new pandemics, and chemical pollutants on overweight and obesity and warns that without ambitious and coordinated action to address systemic issues, obesity rates could rise even further. So Professor Louise Bauer, who is the president of the World Obesity Federation, said, quote, this year's atlas is a clear warning that by failing to address obesity today, we risk serious repercussions in the future. It's particularly worrying to see obesity rates rising fastest among children and adolescents. Governments and policymakers around the world need to do all they can to avoid passing health, social, and economic costs on to the younger generation. That means looking urgently at the systems and root factors that contribute to obesity and actively involving young people in the solutions. If we act together now, we have the opportunity to help billions of people in the future. And I totally agree with this. This is so important. And we need to start taking this seriously. The report also shows marked variations in preparedness across national income levels and geographical regions. For example, the average preparedness ranking for low-income countries is much lower than that for high-income countries. And all 10 of the most prepared countries are in Europe, while eight of the 10 least prepared countries are in African regions. So Rachel Jackson Leach, who's the Director of Science at the World Obesity Federation, said, if we do not act now, we are on course to see significant increases in obesity prevalence over the next decade. The greatest increases will be seen in low and middle to low income countries where scarce resources and lack of preparedness will create a perfect storm that will negatively impact 
people living with obesity the most. All right. And Joanna Ralston, who is the CEO of the World Obesity Federation, also added, let's be clear, the economic impact of obesity is not the fault of individuals living with the disease. It's a result of high-level failures to provide the environmental, healthcare, food, and support systems that we all need to live happy, healthy lives. Addressing these issues will be valuable in so many ways to billions of people. We simply cannot afford to ignore the rising rates of obesity any longer. We hope that the findings of this latest atlas will convince policymakers and civil society to take action and make tangible commitments to change in their regions. All right. So again, I really, really agree with the sentiment here. And it's not, we shouldn't be blaming the people who have obesity, right? We really need to be looking at what is contributing to all of this. And we're all responsible for this as a society. So in this report, they also have a country index, which shows projected trends in obesity prevalence amongst men, women, boys, and girls, and also the projected economic impact of overweight on the national GDP, and it shows the country's global preparedness ranking. So I'm going to review the results for the United States, since most of our listeners here are in the United States. But as some of you know, I'm from the Netherlands, and I was raised in the Netherlands and in Austria, and I also have Canadian family members. So whichever country you have a special interest in, it will be listed in the full report, so you can take a look there. For the United States, the projected prevalence of adults with obesity is 2035. Sorry, let's start over again. For the United States, the projected prevalence of adults with obesity by 2035 is 58%. Wow. With an annual increase in adult obesity of 2.1% and an annual increase in pediatric obesity of 2.4%. And the impact of the national GDP in 2025 is 4%, which is very high. Sorry, for 2035 is 4%, which is very high. And good news is, fortunately, the U.S. did score fairly well in their global preparedness ranking, ranking 41 out of 183. And what all those rankings mean, again, you can look at the report to see what exactly that means. But they do rank fairly well in preparedness, which is the good news. Another piece of good news is that these are projections, right? And we still have time to turn this around, but we must act swiftly. And I think if there's anything that the COVID pandemic has taught us, it's that change and innovation can happen incredibly rapidly if we decide to make something a priority. And I really think it's time to start making obesity a priority. And it will require all of the medical organizations to come together. It will require societal change, government change, and lots more. But I do believe that we can turn the ship around if we're all invested so that we can avoid that 58% obesity prevalence and all the hardships that come along with this, not just the economic hardships, but especially the lives and the quality of life for those people who are affected by obesity and their loved ones. 
So I think the next question that we can all ask ourselves is, what can I do to change the course of the future and to get us to turn the ship around, right? And I would say get involved in whatever way you can. And I know that everybody has a lot going on in their lives, but there's little things that each of us can do. We can support policy change like the Treat and Reduce Obesity Act and reach out to our local government and make sure that obesity is a priority for them. We can reach out to our employers, right, and ensure that obesity treatment is something that's covered under our insurance plans. Obviously, we can vote politically. And also, let's not forget that we vote with our wallet every single day, right? So that's an important thing that we can all do. Maybe you want to get involved with your kids' school's lunch program and make sure that they're offering healthier choices there. Or you can support local farmers. You can increase the demand for healthful foods and reduce the demand for junk food by, again, voting with your own wallet and what you're doing on a daily basis. We can support the available availability of healthful foods in things like your local food pantries. And also think about the food that's being fed to your patients at our hospitals. Maybe that's where you can make a change. And another small thing that you can all do if you're listening to this podcast is just to share this podcast episode with a friend. And lastly, as a clinician, it's important that we're treating obesity seriously. And I want to thank everybody who is already doing this. So if you're not already doing this, then it's important to become educated on how to treat obesity yourself or just refer to somebody who can help your patients with this, who is practicing science-based, evidence-based, compassionate obesity management. And I'll end with one of my favorite quotes from Margaret Meads, who says, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful individuals can change the world. In fact, it's the only thing that ever has. So I'll leave you with that. And I look forward to seeing all of you next week for another episode of the Gaining Health Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on the Gaining Health Podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you really liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon. Lastly, if you need resources and tools to help you start an obesity management program, be sure to check out gaininghealth.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on the Gaining Health Podcast.